1: Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. To those of you who are Season 1 listeners, welcome back. And to those of you who are new to my podcast, welcome to Season 2 of the Pregnancy Wellness Podcast hosted by me, Pip. I'm a practicing midwife and enthusiast of all things women's wellness, especially when it comes to pregnancy and motherhood. Do you find yourself with lots of pregnancy questions unanswered? Do you feel that extra midwifery support would be useful to you? Do you fully understand how to enhance your pregnancy wellness? You are in good hands. This podcast is for you. Alongside this, I have also been busy creating a 12-month pregnancy journey support group and course to provide you with a whole package of expert wellness and pregnancy information to guide you every step of the way, leaving no stone unturned from trimester one right through to trimester four. And I'm now enrolling expectant mums in their first trimester. Spaces will be limited, so if you think this sounds like you, get in touch through my social media or at midwifepip.com. Over the upcoming 15 episodes, I'm excited to be chatting with expert guests and real women on this season to bring you honest, evidence-based information and top tips to navigating your pregnancy wellness journey. I hope these episodes leave you feeling positive and empowered and don't forget for more support and birth preparation to check out my website midwifepip.com for your free birth preference plan download. I hope that you are sat comfortably and ready for the midwife chats and knowledge bombs to commence. We all know that moving our bodies and exercising has so many health and wellness benefits that is no surprise. But when it comes to exercising in pregnancy and feeling confident that you can do so safely, there is a whole lot more confusion. It's also sensible to consider exercising in a way that's specific to pregnancy, to prepare your body for birth and the postpartum journey. But with so many myths and inconsistent information in the media, I am thrilled to be joined by pre and postnatal exercise expert and founder of Bumps and Burpees, Charlie Barker. Charlie is a first-time mum and the founder of Bumps & Birthies, the go-to community for new and expectant mums who want to stay strong, healthy and happy throughout their pregnancies and into motherhood. As a qualified pre- and postnatal exercise specialist, Charlie is passionate about educating and empowering women at a time in their lives when things can feel daunting, and living and breathing it all herself right now has only made her desire to help others deeper. So welcome, Charlie, and thank you so much for
0: joining me. Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely introduction.
1: <laughs> all true, all true. Oh, And especially this time of year, Charlie, we are recording kind of pre-Christmas. And I know you've tried to escape um, for a little sort of pre-Christmas getaway with your family. So Thanks so much for using some of that time to come on and
0: chat to us. No problem at all. It's actually actually better because um, only recently have I learned how difficult it is to get anything done with a baby around. So at least I've got my husband here to help take care of him whilst I'm doing this because there's no predicting when he might wake up or leave me or anything like that. So no problem Uh, at all.
1: I love that. You're definitely navigating um, being a new mum at the moment, which is, I guess... Guess even more apt for our chat today. So, Charlie, I just wonder, what kind of drew you to specialising in um, pre- and postnatal exercise and then obviously founding the amazing bumps and burpees that you run?
0: Well, it was actually sort of by accident. So, I've always been really, I've always loved babies and um, my littlest brother, I'm the eldest of four, and my littlest brother was born, Um, 15 years after me. So I was really around and old enough to understand what was going on when he was born. And I helped my mom a lot when he was tiny. So when I was a newly qualified personal trainer and I was I just happened to come across a few clients who had babies and it wasn't I wasn't training them specifically for that but then I would get chatting to them and then one day one of their babies was ill so I said why don't I just come to you and do it then i helped with their baby and it sort of happened like that because then they told their friends oh you know Charlie's really helpful with the baby and and then I got more and more mum clients and I realized that actually I really enjoyed helping women through that time in their life when they're actually feeling quite unsure about things and having a goal that was a bit more interesting other than just weight loss because we eat too much chocolate or you know something like that I was actually more drawn to a um, a more fascinating goal um, in, my, in my eyes anyway um, and I ended up founding bumps and burpees it happened over a long period of time and a lot of people think it's just sort of they've messaged me, how did you set up your Instagram account? I think, oh my goodness, it's taken so long. So don't just think I woke up one day and just made an account and that was it. It's taken years and years and years. But the idea behind bumps and burpees is that it's not just about getting to the gym and doing the exercise or at home. It's about, um, feeling empowered to do it about how you do it when you've got had no sleep and how you do it with your baby there and when you're pregnant how do you feel safe so I started bumps and burpees to sort of become um something that would empower women to be able to do the exercise that's safe for them not just telling them what exercises to do that makes sense I
1: love that and it's so important isn't it because like you say it's a really different time in your life to any other any other kind of goals that you might have and actually, the I think sometimes we misunderstand that actually preparing your body for birth and postpartum is a really important goal to think about. And I yeah. often think maybe this is because I'm a runner, but I always think you wouldn't sign up for a marathon and then kind of sit on the sofa for nine months. And I could that is exactly of
0: yeah that's exactly <laughs> what I say to, to women is that if you came to me and said you were running a marathon I wouldn't prescribe you nine months of lying down yeah. I'd say right how are we going to prepare for that goal and now I've had a baby and um you know I've gone through it myself I know even more so that pregnancy is so tough on the body if I wasn't keeping my body strong I would I don't know it would have been such a different story because it already felt hard and I was doing all of all the things I was supposed to be doing so if I hadn't have been and plus on the other side your baby okay my my son came out at seven pounds three which is sounds tiny but already when you're holding the baby your shoulders hunch up you hunch over to feed them my back is in bits already and he's getting heavier by the day so actually I think it's a it's It is a marathon and it's a long, long thing and it doesn't end there. So when I have clients saying, oh no, I don't really want to train my upper body. I don't want to get muscles in my arms. Then their baby arrives and they say to me, Charlie, help. Oh my God, the baby's so heavy. I need to get stronger. So I think it's something that more and more women are realizing that it's not just to make sure they don't gain too much weight in pregnancy. It's actually much, much more than that. It's about preparing your body to cope with all the demands that pregnancy and motherhood bring.
1: Yeah that's such an important message and I think the more we can get that message out there the more it empowers women doesn't it to start thinking about how they move their body in in the prenatal period. So Charlie I know that you have just had your gorgeous little boy how has it been for you kind of in we've had this lockdown scenario and then I know you've been trying to keep your body fit and strong and healthy how have you kind of managed to navigate that what are your what are your tips? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, first off, let me say that I, I always knew it was hard to find time to exercise with a baby having, you know, gone through it with my clients, but my goodness, it is hard. I didn't, I now really appreciate it because not only have you had little sleep, but you're also feeding around the clock. Um, Once you find time to exercise, you also have got to do um, washing and you know getting dressed, having a shower. They're just it you just have so much less time. So I really was quite shocked that when it got to the stage where I thought, okay, I'll be back to exercise now. First of all, I couldn't be bothered really. I was so exhausted. But also I was really struggling to find time and the mum guilt about not doing something for my baby and everything. So I have to say I found I have found it more difficult sort of mentally than I thought I would. But physically I found that um my body was getting tight it was getting stiff so as someone who was exercising throughout their pregnancy you know sensibly and I was obviously at home because of lockdown so I was doing things I could at home and I wasn't going crazy but having sort of six weeks off obviously I was walking and moving but I wasn't doing any exercise I found that all my joints really seized up and I was getting so stiff and tight so actually just stretching felt amazing to me um But then what I started to tell myself is that little and often is better than setting aside, you know, an hour Mm. because I actually couldn't find an hour. That's the honest truth of it. I couldn't find an hour where I could exercise and not be distracted um, and all these things. So I would end up doing little 20-minute workouts. And I say workouts, but they were just sort of movements. I would would often not even put my shoes on because I'd be like, no time, got to get going. He's asleep now, quickly. Um, And so I was moving in a way that felt good for my body. So I was not even touching the weight for a while. I was just doing um, some squats and lunges and things just just to get myself moving. And my goodness, my muscles were so sore. That first few ones I did back after having him, I thought, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Um, But it felt so good. And getting those endorphins flowing again. And it's funny because I would never have thought that 20 minutes of body weight work would get endorphins flowing, but it does. It makes me feel so good. Um, and then I'm back to looking after um, Alfie, my son, feeling better about myself, you know, feeling happy and energised. And um, so I have been trying to find, trying to make myself find the time. But it was tricky at the beginning. I have to say it was tricky because my life was all different and I had different things to prioritise and trying to squeeze in a workout just didn't seem top of the list. But once I've managed to learn where in my day it works, so for me, it works best in the morning so when I when he wakes up I feed him and he's pretty happy um for a little bit after that for me for him to just kick around on a mat and that for me is when I've now learned I can work out so everybody's different but I think once you find your rhythm and your sort of how it works for you then that really helps.
1: Yeah that's great advice and I guess it's being kind to yourself isn't it what might work one day the next day might not work at all and we have to just
0: and,
1: and do what we can and not put too much pressure on yep. ourselves really. Now we know recently Charlie the um, RCOG so for anyone who doesn't know that's the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists which is kind of the leading body in all of the kind of maternity services and the kind of guidance that comes into play. So they started to recommend 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise as a minimum per week in pregnancy but I always get loads of questions, I don't know if you do, about what is moderate intensity? Yeah. So like what does that actually include? And then how can we try and fit those into our week in pregnancy? I just wondered if you've got any thoughts.
0: Yes, so that's, that is really interesting because obviously moderate is um, different for everyone. So if you were someone who's been running marathons before versus somebody who's never done any exercise, uh, moderate would look very different. So you have to think about it for you. So the way I teach my clients, and um, women that follow me, um, how to m- like monitor that is to go by the talk test. So if whilst you're exercising, you find that you can't actually hold a conversation, you're really struggling to catch your breath and everything, then that is too hard. So you want to work in an in a intensity that allows you to have a conversation. So it doesn't mean that you have to make sure you're with someone all the time, but if you're on your own, just think, if someone were to interrupt me now could i answer them in a coherent manner could i string a sentence together um and that's a good way of doing it so if you're by yourself you might want to sing along to the music or something like that to make sure um and the other thing is if you you know it's okay if your heart rate to go up people women are often worried about that it's okay to sweat it's okay for your heart rate to rise but if you stop exercising as in if you take a rest if your heart rate doesn't come down relatively quickly then you might think okay I'm doing I'm going a bit hard let's pull it back a little bit so for me my heart rate goes quite high and it always has done when I exercise but I feel comfortable in that I know that I fine at that stage because when I stop for a rest it comes down nice and quickly and I'm able to catch my breath have some water and go again but if you find that it isn't coming down and you're bright right in the face and you're sweating and you can't catch your breath you know that means it's too hard so moderate I'd say is that you could do an exercise for eight to ten repetitions without a mega struggle um, and that you can talk throughout your workout so if you're lifting a weight that you you can only do five repetitions of then I'd say probably lower the weight a little bit or adapt the exercise so that you can do 10 of them. Um, That's my sort of rule of thumb. Obviously, that's very vague because everyone's very different. But if you are looking for some sort of guidance, I'd say that's it. Eight to 10 repetitions. Can I talk? Can I breathe?
1: Yeah, that's a really good tip because people get really caught up sometimes on like monitoring their heart rate and those numbers. But actually, that's really complicated, isn't it? In the grand scheme. So the talk
0: is perfect. Exactly, and for example, my heart rate, um, whilst I was exercising in pregnancy, would quite happily go up into the 170s, 175. But for me personally, I knew that I'm very comfortable at that level, and when I came down, when I stopped, it would come down very quickly. Whereas somebody else might think if their heart rate goes up to 140, that's a bit much for them, and they can feel their their heart rate going a bit too high. So, I would say For me i like the data so i liked wearing my watch when i was exercising and i liked monitoring it all but you do not have to do that so you know you don't have to put your hand on your pulse and count your heart rate or anything like that but just know what's good for you Um, and in terms of sitting in 150 minutes your other question 150 minutes sounds like a lot but it isn't it really isn't because if you count things that don't aren't officially sort of doing a workout you know like walking um playing with the kids in the garden, all these kind of things, that all counts. Anything that gets your heart rate up a little bit and gets your body moving counts. So if you're doing a few half an hour workouts at home, you might want to go for a swim, go for a dog walk, all, you know, it all counts. So I wouldn't, under 150 minutes is a good guide, but don't be counting your minutes, you know, make sure that you're just being active every day for a little bit. And actually it's so much easier than you think to um, to get that activity in
1: definitely definitely it sounds a bit daunting doesn't it but when you break that down into seven days it really isn't a lot and like you say I yeah, think, exactly. every day let's do something that's moving my body and makes me feel good and you tick that box no trouble yeah now we talked a little bit about um resistance training or using um weights for strength training in pregnancy what are the kind of benefits of that charlie why should we be thinking about that a little bit more
0: so this is something that women are doing a lot more these days, whether pregnant or not pregnant, lifting weights, And I think it's brilliant because there was a huge stigma before where lifting weights are going to make you bulky and it's what men do and everything. And, you know, we, that's absolutely not true. And it's great that we're sort of busting these myths. Now, in pregnancy, you um, there's lots of things going on in your body, lots of changes, lots of hormones flying around, um, and you're lots of... Um, changes in your center of gravity because your bump is going out um your pelvis is going to tilt forward a little bit you've got um the hormone relaxin which is released um to help you in birth so relaxin um will increase the laxity around your joints which is going to help you give birth because you want there to be a bit of laxity there but it doesn't choose specific uh joints so everything is a little bit more i wouldn't say unstable but you know you you find that you might be a little bit un, um, wobbly on your ankles or your knees or your hips and without keeping strong around those joints you're much more likely to um injure yourself um or for there to be a bit more discomfort so if you're a runner like yourself and you want to carry on running in pregnancy you might find that if you don't do any strength training or resistance training around the running that you get achy in your hips um, your knees your ankles your pelvis because there isn't that strength around the joint to support it. So by by strength training, and that doesn't mean lifting weights, it can be body weight, it can be Pilates, it can be anything that sort of builds up and maintains strength in your muscles. We are sort of supporting those joints so that um, your body can cope with the changes that are coming. So it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. It just is helping your body, um, uh, what what would I say? Help your body sort of grow as it grows. So it's a lot of change. If you were going to all of a sudden put sort of 12, 15, 20 kilos on overnight, you would feel exhausted. So it's not a very long period of time to gain that amount of weight, um, mainly in one place in front of your tummy. Um, And so we need to support our bodies. So by strength training, that's what we're doing. We're supporting our body to help adapt to those changes actively, basically.
1: Amazing. That's really great. And I'm so pleased that we're starting to see more women, especially pregnant and postpartum women, that start to use some um, resistance in their training. Because like you say, there's so many benefits and it's not about looking bulky or looking masculine. It couldn't be further from that because that's actually a really hard no. aesthetic to achieve.
0: Yes. And actually, <laughs> I think it's worth saying that tons of women have tried to gain size and it's actually difficult to do um so lifting weights no matter what size is not going to on its own make you bulky women who want to be more bulky have a really hard time doing it so do not panic lifting a weight is not going to do that by itself
1: yeah I love that it's a really important message so what are there are there any kind of key kind of components or muscles or exercises Charlie, that you recommend focusing on when it comes to exercising in pregnancy with your um, pregnant mums?
0: Well, the first thing is, is that um, time is of the essence, right? So you, well, if you're pregnant with your first baby, you might have a lot more time and you can do your hour-long workouts however many times a week you want. But if you ha- already have a toddler at home or you've got a full-time job and all these other things or you're postnatal, time is not something you have lots of. So you want to work out and get m- the most bang for your buck, basically. So what I always suggest to women is to... Um, work on the compound movement. Now these are movements that activate and use multiple muscle groups. So for example you might think that a squat just works the quads but actually if done correctly it activates your core, your glutes, your hamstrings, your calves, your quads. So by doing this one movement um, you are activating so much of your body Um, in one go basically so you're not um, leaving anything out and if you want to make that even further you would add some dumbbells on your shoulders and when you come up from the squat you might do a shoulder press so what I would say to women is um, to work on full body movements so movements that activate as many muscle groups as possible engaging the core all the way through um that's my number one tip my number two tip is to work on movements that we sort of do every day and that you you will do with your baby. So I know that um, women hold their babies on one side more than the other. And as much as I tell them and I tell myself to keep switching sides and whatever, you don't because you've got one dominant side and you might want to leave your, your writing hand free to do things and things like that. So for me, I always go to hold my son in my left side because I'm right-handed and it gives me my right arm free to do things with but I've noticed now my left side of my back is so locked up because it's 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 not balanced so you want to be doing exercises that work both sides that work single side at a time and also I often work with um, clients doing one-sided movement and that by that I mean holding only one dumbbell on my shoulder for the squat for example or one kettlebell by my side for a lunge because it teaches your body to be off balance and to still use your core to stabilize yourself Um, for example I'm often holding my son and then I sort of lunge down to the floor to pick up something and stand back up again now that's a really quite complex movement but we don't think about it we just do it so whilst you're in the gym there's no point doing exercises that are just up and down straightforward. You want to be moving to the side, to be going one one hand here, crossing over, you know, you want to be doing functional movements. So think about the exercises that you do, the movements that you do every day, getting up and down off the sofa, holding your baby on one side. Let's replicate that in the workout. So hold a weight on one shoulder, get up and down off the chair. Um, So that's what I would say. I would say make sure that your exercises are for a purpose, you know, so make sure you're thinking, why are we doing this? I'm doing this because I need to get better at this movement. That's a very yeah. long-winded answer to your question, sorry. a
1: really, really important point, though, because that leads us back to actually why you're exercising in pregnancy and that focus on on your your goals that are going to be really different for the, the pregnant or postpartum mum. So that kind of it totally makes sense, actually, you want to be moving in a way that you're going to be moving to ensure that your body doesn't get injured and that you can do that successfully and functionally. So that's amazing yeah. advice. Yeah. On the other kind of side of the coin, I suppose, Charlie, are there any things that we should be avoiding in pregnancy? Now, I know this tends to get loads of press. And I know we've spoken before about the fact that actually this is a really small number of exercises compared to all of the things that we can incorporate into um, exercising in pregnancy. But are there any kind of few things that you would say that's kind of a no go?
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) There's a lot of scaremongering in the press and on social media you know you cannot not do this you can't do that and actually i'm i'm out here to try and empower women so that and educate them so that they know that you're only pregnant you know it's women do this all the time you're not dying you've got there's lots you can do more so than what you can't do but having said that there are some things you need to be careful of um and most of the, most of my answers are disclaimer by, you know, we're all different, listen to your own body, but things like um, getting yourself really overheated. So that doesn't mean sweating too much. It means hot yoga, Bikram yoga, that kind of thing, going in saunas and steam rooms. You don't wanna do that because the temperature you are, your baby inside you is a couple of degrees hotter and they don't know how to regulate their own temperature. So if you're feeling too hot, your baby is definitely feeling too hot. So that's a a no go. I would say no, no more hot yoga, steam rooms, that kind of thing. Um, The other thing is very, I mean, this is, this is very extreme, but very high altitude exercise. So if, unless you live in a country that's very high altitude and you're very used to it, I wouldn't be going and doing any sort of hikes, very high mountains and things like this. So that's very extreme. And also, um, um movements exercises where you're very likely to fall or get knocked into so I came from a gymnastics background obviously I immediately stopped gymnastics because the most part of that sport is falling (laughs) so I am yeah I'd say you fall every other exercise so I stopped doing gymnastics and things like netball football things where you're actually going to be sort of tackled and knocked into all the time I would that's a that's a grey area because some women would keep up doing that but it's something where you it's not about you it's about what the others around you are doing and it's Mm. you know whether you're going to get knocked over or not is something you can't control so I'd say that's something to think about in terms of actual exercises I get a lot of women saying can I do lunges can I do squats and actually there's there's not a single exercise that's going to damage you or your baby but what it is is for example you can do lunges but if you did too many lunges with a weight that was too heavy for you you might feel dizzy and you might fall over or you might do some damage to yourself that way so it's not the actual exercise it's more how you do it and when you do it um, that is the difference there are some things to think carefully about once you get into sort of second trimester and your bump starts showing a little bit more which is obviously different for everybody Um, because some people's bumps pop out right away, some people take ages to come. But you want to be careful about lying on your back for long periods of time. Now, it's really interesting me going through pregnancy because I really noticed this. So I felt fine lying on my back for quite a long time. And, you know, lying on your back is not a problem. So if you need to get onto your back to get into a position, don't panic. It's just more you don't want to be lying flat on your back for, say, more than a minute at a time. Um, doing an exercise. But when I got to about 32, 33 weeks, I noticed that if I lay on my back for too long, I would start to feel quite breathless and really sick. Um, and that's when you know, okay, no, I can't lay on my back for this is too long. But you know, if you wake up in the night and you find yourself lying on your back, or like I said, you've got to roll onto your back to get into a position, it's, it's not something to be afraid of. You know, you're gonna, your body will tell you when you need to move. But I would I would say things like chest press, um, um, things where you're lying on your back, glute bridges. Just be wary, see how your body feels. Um, and there are other ways you can do them. So glute bridges instead of lying on the floor, you could put your back up against a sofa or a bench um, and do it that way, so that your back is free really and not squishy any um, uh, arteries and veins and things like that, and um, that make you feel unwell. But I would say don't be so afraid of doing an exercise because your body will tell you if it's not right so you know it's i'm sure we'll come on to talking about core a little bit but it's the same as doing a plank that's a sort of like alert exercise everyone always asks me when can i do a plank when can i stop doing planks your body will tell you when it's not right so your core will start to not be able to maintain the tension and the pressure anymore Um, but that will be at a different stage to everybody so um, it's one of these things doing one plank is not going to cause you any damage so you you could try it see how it feels if it doesn't feel right then you know if it does then you can give it a go a bit more so I would say don't panic try something if it doesn't feel right that's your body's sign telling you that today it's not feeling good let's move on um but there's so much that you can do I really I really just want women to remember that there's so much that you can do in pregnancy
1: yeah that's a really great point Charlie and I love that you say that actually your body will tell you what doesn't feel right and that's so so important that actually a lot of these things will be self-limiting so your body will suddenly start to feel a bit uncomfortable in the wrong way or like lying on your back you suddenly start to feel a bit short of breath or even a little bit faint and woozy And that's your body saying, right, it's time to change this up. Let's modify it. And everything can be modified, can't it? So it's not a case of, right, that exercise needs to be passed now. Actually, it's how do we modify that movement so that you can do it comfortably? And our bodies are so clever, aren't they? They're growing humans. They can definitely tell us what exercise maybe isn't quite appropriate for us that day.
0: Exactly. And like you say, that day, it could be that this week lunges don't feel great because my hips are a bit sore but next week they might feel better so it it doesn't have to be like that's it for the rest of the pregnancy I can't do a lunge it could be that you know right now it's not great but let's try it again in a couple of days and see how it goes or try and adapt it like you say so your body will tell you much better than any sort of machine or book or anything you've got to you've got to stay in tune with it because it's very easy to ignore the signs that our body's giving us so just listen Definitely. definitely. And that's a good lesson
1: just for life, isn't it? Like outside of pregnancy or postpartum, like our bodies in life, we need to listen to more for sure. Definitely.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: So Charlie, can you talk to us about core then? So I think when we think of core, we all think about six pack abs, don't we? But actually your core is so, so much more than that and so many more important things than just that.
0: Yes. I mean, your core is actually, if you think about the core of an apple, it's the whole thing. So it's, it includes the six-pack abs, it includes our transverse abdominals, it actually includes our back and all the supporting things. So like it actually, the glutes are there to support the core, the upper back is there to support the core. It does not work just on its own, these six-pack abs. But what I would say is that your core is working when you're doing nearly every kind of movement to keep us from falling over, it's it it works side our breath. Um, and so, don't think by getting pregnant that's it. I ha- I can't do any core work. What 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 probably sounds better is we should adapt to sort of abs exercises. You know, so you you won't be doing. Your traditional six pack exercises anymore because you can't get a six pack in pregnancy. There's yeah. absolutely no point because you're not going to get a six pack. So it's what's the point? Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, um, the thing that the buzzword around at the moment is diastasis recti, which you probably have seen mm-hmm. plastered everywhere. Um, and this is something that's used, I think, unfortunately, to scare women um, into buying plans and things like this. This is to fix your diastasis and whatever. And unfortunately, you can't actually design a workout plan to fix the diastasis because literally every single body is different when it comes to this. So the only way you're going to know how to help yourself heal is to get somebody to physically check you. But what, what I would say is that when you're pregnant, to enable to enable the baby to fit inside your tummy, your, the muscles on the front of your abdominals, so your six-pack muscles, They have to stretch apart somewhat to allow the bump to grow. It's it's just how it has to happen. If it doesn't do that, the bump can't grow. So don't be afraid of hearing that your abdominals are going to stretch apart. It's not painful. They're not going to rip apart. I have lots of women who are petrified of this moment there. They're going to come apart. You. It's very very rare that you feel them stretch apart unless you're very very tuned into your body. But it's something that happens very gradually. And you might notice it because it might start to feel a little bit softer around your belly button compared to the outside of your bump uh, the sides of your arm sorry um and this will happen over time and it can happen different for everybody but what might start to happen when you start doing exercises that involve your core and that might not be a traditional core exercise it might be you know um doing a glute bridge that actually uses your core which you wouldn't think but suddenly you feel it because your core is getting a bit compromised what you might start to see is a little bit of doming or coning. So that I describe it as looking looking a little bit like a Toblerone poking through your, your tummy. So it goes a little bit pointy. It can be anywhere along your tummy, but it's the middle. So from the belly button down and up to the, to the ribs. Um, if you start to see that sort of coning, doming pointy shape, that's again, your body's sign telling you that this movement is a little bit too much for my core to take right now. So don't panic. You're not. It's not damaging the baby at all. It's just more that we want to protect your core so that it stays as strong as it can throughout the pregnancy, and you're not going to worsen this this diastasis. So the the linear alba is this, is this um, tissue that goes in between um, the two sides of the abdominals, and the stretch when it stretches apart, it gets a little bit thinner. And so this is why it can't manage the pressure as much as it could before. We want to minimise the amount of pressure put through from the inside out um, because it will help you with the healing postpartum. Um, so if you notice any of this doming happening, and, and it quite frequently happens doing a plank, that's something that people often notice it. So during a plank, if you notice this doming, um, so you have to look down through, <laughs> through your um, arms to see your tummy, um, all it means is that you're going to have to adapt that so drop your knees down or put your elbows or your hands up on a platform like a box or a step, um, and have a look then another thing you need to do is to start breathing engaging your core during your breath so what i always say is the three E's. So you've got to exhale and engage on exertion. So at the hardest part of the exercise, you're going to breathe out and engage your core. So that might happen when you're doing a press-up. So you might be, you probably be on your knees. As you come down towards the floor, you breathe in. As you then push up, which is the exertion, the hardest part of the exercise, you breathe out. Nice, slow, long breath through your lips and you engage your core now it doesn't mean like sucking in your core it just means switching on the muscles to help you with the movement often women find that if they're finding that they're doming in the movement if they slow it down add in that breath that they can control the core tension so that's something to bear in mind always do this breathing and that that includes every exercise so a lunge you would breathe out on the way up the hardest part a squat you'd breathe out on the way up so it's just something to get used to doing from the very beginning of pregnancy I mean we all should be doing this breathing um and it means that you can engage your core throughout the entire of your pregnancy now in my pregnancy I I actually avoided all traditional ab exercises from the very minute I found out I was pregnant I just thought I really want to give my core the best chance possible of of staying strong, and I don't want to put too much pressure through it, but I exercised my core all the way throughout. So I kept the breathing going. I made sure that it was engaged throughout the entire of my workouts, but I didn't do any full planks. I didn't do any crunches. I didn't do any of that. And actually I was very lucky that at seven or eight weeks when I had my physio check, I had no separation anymore. So my body had naturally healed it back and me not putting too much pressure on throughout the pregnancy helped obviously genetics help and all these other things as well but what i what i'm trying to get across in this long-winded answer is don't feel like you can't work out your ab your abdominal during pregnancy you absolutely can but you just need to change what you think is an abdominal exercise you don't need to do crunches you don't need to do long minute plank holds and things like that but your core can be worked throughout the entire of your pregnancy just carefully that's
1: brilliant, and that comes back to I guess what you said at the start, Charlie, about getting more bang for your buck with an exercise. So doing something that's working your core and your abdominal muscles, but is also working your glutes and your hamstrings and your calf muscles yep. as well, and um, which is going to save us time, which we all need to be looking at at the moment, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really great, really great advice. And our core is so important, isn't it? And it is so much more than those typical like crunches. Abdominal exercises that are just going to work those superficial muscles, which, as we said, are, are, are kind of pointless in pregnancy because you're not going to get the aesthetics from those that you might have got pre pre pregnancy. So definitely
0: Exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you what, um, the deep abdominal muscles, the ones that you can't really see, and that the exercises are very small breathing work, breath work, those are the ones that build the base of your core. So if you get those really strong. Um, you're going to be in a much better position to actually get that six pack or whatever you want to do after you've had your baby. And like I said before, having a baby and, you know, having a baby around afterwards, getting heavier and heavier, you need your core more than ever before. And I remember the first few weeks lifting Alfie over from his bust net onto the bed to feed with me. I thought, blimey, my core is being used in such a different way now. Um, I'm so glad that I kept it strong. So it's something that you, you know, you have to get out of your head, the aesthetic side of core and think, okay, I need my core to to help me here. I really need it to be strong. How can I help myself do that?
1: Yeah, definitely. You're essentially doing a Russian twist, aren't you? Like every time you're picking your baby
0: up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A very wriggly (laughs) Russian twist.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So one of the things I quite often get asked as well, Charlie, is, If you haven't exercised before or sort of traditionally done any kind of um, exercise or physical activity, can we start in pregnancy? And my answer generally is always yes, but you're going to start from a different place to someone who hasn't. But actually, pregnancy can be a really, really good time to start moving your body, can't it?
0: Yeah, oh my goodness. There was that old wives' tale that if you haven't done it before, you you can't start it in pregnancy. And what that actually means is that if you haven't lifted a 100 kilo deadlift before, that's not something to aim for in pregnancy. But it doesn't mean that you can't start going to the gym or you can't start lifting some weights because actually, of course you can. But like you said, you're going to be starting in a very different place from someone that has. Um, And I would say that it's such a shame if women think oh I have to just do nothing because that's what I've always done. In pregnancy it's a brilliant time to start caring for your body and often women find that they they view their bodies very differently in pregnancy and I think it's it's a shame we have to get pregnant to do that we often respect our bodies a bit more and things like that which is really lovely Um, but what I would say if you haven't done any exercise before don't just go in willy-nilly to any old class and just give it a go I would I would get some advice I would go to a class that's for beginners, I would tell the instructor that you're pregnant, I would tell them that it's your first time, all these different things to make sure that you're not going to go in there, do something to injure yourself and then put yourself backwards. And you know, you want to be able to ease in slowly, don't jump in at the deep end, but definitely don't do nothing. If you want to do some exercise, this is brilliant. So go and ask for some advice, go with a friend if you feel a bit nervous, but tell the instructor that it's your first time and definitely tell them that you're pregnant. Um, so they can give you the right advice and help you out. Maybe maybe give you a bit of an extra helping hand in the class.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. It makes me cringe, Charlie, when I hear that old wives tale. Because certainly when I started midwifery, that's what we all used to say. So I've definitely said that myself to women years ago. Was if you haven't done it before, then don't start. But that's so, so wrong. And I'm so pleased that we've managed to move away from that. Because like we say, it's a brilliant time to start looking after your body. And you're going to reap so many benefits. Um, yeah. and we shouldn't underestimate just using our body weight to do exercise um, and even going for a walk you know you might start doing a walk around the block and then you might do that a bit faster and then you might make it a bit longer and you don't need any expensive equipment or lots and lots of time to fit that in and um, it's really yeah. accessible and easy and we can all be doing it for sure.
0: Exactly you know I ha- I had a woman say to me oh, I'm pregnant now, I should probably start Pilates. And it's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't need to do anything you don't want to do. You need to find the kind of exercise that you enjoy doing. So what I would say is don't go out and buy all the equipment and all the kits for something you think you should be doing, but you don't really want to be. Go and try a few different things and find out what works for you. And it might be that actually you want to go swimming throughout your pregnancy or it might be that you want to walk, like you said, or or to end up going to a spinning class or things like that. So try these things, but there's nothing you have to do in pregnancy So don't be thinking, oh, God, I've got to go do yoga now or, you know, whatever it is. You you do what you feel like you like doing. So um, it's enjoyable and therefore you're going to go back and do it again. And that's
1: really true, isn't it? Finding what you enjoy, because then you're going to carry on doing it and you're going to look forward to it and meet new friends. And it becomes a really nice social part and almost a bit of like mindfulness and self-care as well as physical activity, doesn't it? It kind of ticks all those boxes. Exactly
0: exactly and you'll meet people that like doing it too and therefore you've got something in common yeah amazing amazing
1: now I know we've spoken lots about kind of tips and tricks and things that we can do to support our bodies and the kind of goals that we should be looking at achieving and all of those can obviously be amplified if you work with someone who is um, a specialist and is trained in pre post neglect exercise but what are your kind of main thoughts and benefits about working with someone who's specialist because it's important that women remember that there are lots of people that are providing lots of information on social media and especially through sort of the likes of Instagram and I'm sure they've got hearts of gold but they might not actually be in the best place to be giving you that information so it is important we get that guidance and support from the right source isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Instagram is the most wonderful platform, and you can get so much brilliant information there, and it's free, which is amazing, but you have to remember that absolutely anybody can set up an Instagram account and call themselves whatever they like. I could say I'm a lawyer today and set up an Instagram account, um, so you've got to be mindful of following anybody's program just willy-nilly. Um because it might not be right for you for one, they might not be qualified, um, and you're gonna get yourself in a bit of a pickle if you get, you know, anything happens. But what I would also say is that I know that having a personal trainer is actually a luxury. So it's something that's not available to everybody, and I completely understand that, which is why I try and provide lots of free information on Instagram, because I want to get to as many women as possible. My aim is not to just get to the elite rich women that can afford personal training you know and obviously it's not for rich rich women all the time but it is something that is not for everybody but it is important to get advice from somebody who is specialist who has done the training and who keeps doing training so Mm. like with you so we your midwifery when i first qualified i was learning things that don't sort of apply anymore research is constantly evolving so you want to find somebody who who is continuing their education all the time. So I think that's really important um, because things just are never going to stay how they are. They're always changing, which is great. We want to evolve with the industry. Um, and you want to work with a trainer who has had experience. So I look back, and like you said, you cringe, I sort of cringe at the first couple of sessions with clients I did when I first qualified, because I just think, oh my God, I just, I was doing it so textbook, and I was like, you know, looking at my little book, okay, five repetitions of this, five repetitions of that, and I, I was using different language and things like this, and now that I've had experience with different women, I know... I I just I have more empathy for women for example and I know what things are easy what things work blah 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 so experiences for me is such an important thing because you can learn as many things as you like from a book but you're never going to learn how it truly plays out unless you do it yourself so a lot of women that I know and I've seen through Instagram have got qualified as personal trainers purely so they can post videos and not get any backlash. Now, I think that's a real shame because it means that it's putting the people like myself who spend a lot of time and money trying to be the best personal trainer and the best specialist that they can, it puts them down a little bit because you've got people just qualifying so they can tick a box. So it's worth looking at seeing what they're doing with their qualification and are they working with women every day and are they doing the things that they say that they're doing. So there's just a few things to look out for. And that's not bashing any of the women who are just sharing videos on their Instagram, because some of them are absolutely brilliant. But it just means that don't just just find someone and follow them because they've got pretty videos. Just really look into the background of them and see why and how and what, that kind of thing.
1: Definitely. And don't be afraid to ask people their credentials as well so that you can be sure that you are working with the, the right specialist as well.
0: Yeah, I've actually had recently um, a husband um, of a follower email me and say, my my wife won't message you because she's embarrassed, but I would just like to know what, what your qualifications are because I, you know, I'm nervous for her to exercise in her pregnancy. And I had a lovely conversation with him, spoke him through it all and um, ensured him that she was safe to follow my program and everything like that. And I think she was embarrassed. Which is fine, but I'm not. I, I'm absolutely fine to share how I got qualified and why I think women should follow the exercises that I do because I'm passionate about it. So yeah, you're right. You should just ask.
1: And then it gives you a really nice opportunity to share your ethos as well, doesn't it? So people <laughs> yeah. on board with kind of actually your your ethos and your goals, and then yeah, you know, yeah exactly, person for your program as well. So it works both exactly. ways. Exactly. Yep amazing so bumps and burpees is incredible and I know you've also just released a book as well that people can yeah. by the time this is out I think at the moment it's pre-order isn't it Charlie but by the time this recording's out people will actually be able to purchase it straight away
0: won't they yes yeah, so it's pre-order now and um it's going to be out for sale early February All going well with everything, with the lockdown and stuff. I think (laughs) early February is when the prints will be back and you can buy them in the shop, which is amazing. It's terrifying, but amazing.
1: It's amazing. And what an amazing achievement. And it looks incredible. And where can people um, come and check out what you offer with Bumps and Burpees and obviously, importantly as well, purchase your new book?
0: Well, the the main source of information is Instagram. So it's just at Bumps and Burpees. Um, and on there, I do lots of live workouts and I have a whole team of amazing trainers. So there's about 60 of us now. Um, and we are all dotted all over the place. But it's a main, it started off as a London-based business. So I'm, I'm working on expanding it now. But it's mainly London and the outskirts. But the, the benefit of lockdown was that everybody sort of got on board with this virtual training. So a lot of these personal trainers on my team, offer zoom training um virtual uh, training plans things like that so you can work one-on-one with the trainer so on our website which is bunsonburpees.com you can um, inquire um tell us all about yourself where you're based what you'd like and you get can get matched up with a trainer that can work with you in person when we're allowed um, and online if you prefer that they we also offer tons of live workouts on instagram taken by me and the trainers so you can either follow it live which is always really nice because you feel like you're doing it with other women even though you can't see each other it's just it's just nice to do it um together or you can follow them back they're all saved on IDTV. tv so there's like nearly 100 workouts there so oh. you can do them they're about half an hour long you can do them at home Um, And yeah, over lockdown, we built this really nice community of women and we all sort of following each other. And I was getting these messages um, of baby announcements saying, I just did your class yesterday. And then I went into labor and I had my baby this morning and I was getting these amazing messages. And I just felt like I'm getting to know all these women all over the world, even though I never met them. Um, and it's just a lovely community, and the women on there have made friends with each other, Um, and it's just nice, because I think as much as Bumps & Burpees started as just the right exercise to do during pregnancy and afterwards, it's evolved into a real community where we support women through pregnancy. Um, Yes, we do the exercise side of things, but also we support them through the sort of ups and downs of the emotional side of things, and just helping each other feel like they're not alone, and that's the whole thing. You know, this is crazy emotional physical roller coaster of pregnancy and motherhood and um, it can feel very lonely and I was saying to my husband the other day that even though I haven't actually been alone for nearly four and a half months now because I've been with my son all the time it feels very lonely because obviously he's sweet and everything but he can't speak to me so I'm not getting that engagement with another adult if I'm with him on my own all day so it's quite nice to know you've got a place to go and a community of other women go to the same thing so instagram is the main port of call bumpsandburpees.com has um workout ebooks which you can purchase which are um you can download them to your phone or your laptop and follow a plan at home or you can get in touch and we'll put you in in match up with a personal trainer
1: amazing so loads of different um options for all different lifestyles budgets and individuals yeah amazing So we've kind of got no excuse, have we?
0: (laughs) We No, no excuse. No excuse at all. (laughs) Amazing.
1: Thank you, Charlie. And I will link in the bio of this episode. You can find all of um, Charlie's links to her website, Instagram, and also for purchasing her book as well. Now, Charlie, everyone that comes on, I always ask for three top tips. So I wonder if you could share your top tips to expectant mums who want to either get active or keep active during their pregnancy and apologies for throwing you on the spot with
0: this. <laughs> no it's fine it's fine it's good to be thrown on the spot um <laughs> I think my number one and these things have actually changed now that I've gone through it myself a little bit because um <laughs> I've now experienced the exact same thing my clients do so I think my number <laughs> one tip would be not to compare yourself to anybody this is this affects everyone in in life anyway but more so in pregnancy and in motherhood I think Instagram like I said is wonderful but you can with a click of a finger you can see someone else's baby is sleeping through the night someone else has done a workout today someone else has done this and it's really hard not to compare but you are going through your own journey so if you want to do a workout at 6pm And it only be 10 minutes long, that's fine. It doesn't matter if someone else is doing a workout at 9am and it's an hour long. So I'd say don't compare yourself. You're on your own journey. You can use Instagram to inspire yourself um, and to be supported and empowered, but don't feel like you need to compare yourself to anybody else because even if you had a twin sister who's identical to you, you'd still be going through a different journey. So you need to work on your own journey and don't compare. And that's my number one tip. My number two tip is to um be kind and patient with yourself. So You might have a plan that, okay Monday, I'm going to train at this time and I'm going to do this and I'm going to eat a salad and I'm going to be really healthy. But that morning you might wake up and you might have morning sickness or you might feel exhausted because you didn't sleep well. So you might have to change your plans a bit. You might have to not do a workout or do a shorter workout or change it or eat some pasta for lunch instead of a salad. And I'd say be kind to yourself because it doesn't matter. That day is not going to change anything. And actually, maybe the reason you're feeling so exhausted is because your baby is doing a lot of growing and it needs some extra carbs. It needs the energy and the rest. So listen to your body. Be patient. Don't give yourself a hard time. Um, now is not the time to be pushing yourself through any horrendous regimes. So, so listen to your body and be kind. That's my number two. I'm giving three, aren't I? Yeah, give us three. Give us three. Okay, my third tip would be... um. Well, it sounds silly, but just to go with it. So pregnancy is bloody hard. Let me tell you, it's amazing, but it's hard. So if you're having an emotional day, have an emotional day. You can yell at your husband. You're allowed. You're pregnant. It's fine. You can do that. And I would say, if you want to work out, then work out. If you don't, then don't. There's plenty of women who think they're going to be in the gym Monday to Friday, working out all the way through pregnancy, and they can't because they feel sick or they're too tired or whatever and they're still fine so as much as my book and my website and my Instagram is all about working out in pregnancy it's also about saying that it's okay if you can't or you don't want to I certainly did not exercise every day in my pregnancy um I just did what I fancy doing at the time so um I would say go with the flow pregnancy is going to throw you a lot of curveballs, um and you there's no way of controlling it so, and when the baby comes there's no way of controlling what the baby does so it's good to get in the practice now um, and just allowing it to happen so when you can exercise fabulous do what you feel good doing if you can't that's okay so that's my motto is that it's okay it doesn't matter tomorrow's a new day or today's the best day go with it (laughs) Amazing.
1: They are amazing tips, Charlie. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on and and taking time out to share your passion and your ethos and spreading that really important message to hopefully get lots of expectant mums moving and feeling strong and empowered in their pregnancies.
0: You're very welcome. I'm uh, I'm so glad to share it because as you can tell, I can talk for Britain about about it because I just really want women to feel like they They're strong mentally and physically because they are like they're growing a baby. It's the most amazing thing. And it never fails to astound me how brilliant the the female body is. So um, I just want women to feel amazing.
1: Absolutely. And reap all of those important benefits that exercise can bring us. So thank you so much, Charlie, for your time and sharing all your specialist knowledge with us. And I'd highly recommend to everyone listening to go and check out Bumps and Burpees and all of Charlie's awesome workouts.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. Oh,
1: Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you found it helpful, then please hit subscribe and leave a review. It really does make a huge difference to the number of women we can reach out to and empower. For daily free information, inspiration or details on our bespoke antenatal education courses, head over to my social medias at midwife underscore pip and my website midwifepip.com. I would love to hear from expectant mums who have found this episode useful and wish to embrace further support on their wellness journey. Pop your details in the Your Pregnancy Journey tab on my website and I will be back in touch. Thank you and see you next time.